0: Welcome back to Chew On This and Nerds United Podcast. I cannot believe after over a year, we were back doing this shit again. (laughs) Like... (laughs) A little
1: over a year, like a year and one week.
0: Yeah, uh, the last episode that we dropped was the Batman review. um, And uh, that was March 6th of 2022. So it's been over a year. It's Um, it's funny for the people that are
1: actually like joining us now, or, or that are binging... Everything they're like, you never went anywhere.
0: Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You're well, that back. Just goes, <laughs> those are those are people that don't listen to us, which yeah. is pretty much everyone. What do you, what do you mean? We, what do you mean? You're back? I, I've, I mean, I, I've kept our social media active, not as active yeah. as it used to be, but still pretty active but, though. But no, but no episodes, um, right? At all right. so I'm wondering, you know, I'm waiting for the first comment when we drop our first episode. <laughs> And then, and the first comment is when did you guys leave? I thought you died. <laughs> yeah. I thought you got, I thought you got canceled. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got canceled on a free show that we At run. A,
1: right. <laughs> like literally so, how we get canceled is like one of our computers dies. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> right.
0: that's, that's it. It's over. So after a full, Full year hiatus, full year and one week hiatus. We 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 didn't decide to come back. We were kind of not forced, but something fell into our laps. So we were actually thinking about coming back this year, uh, but not until fall. Um, we were going to probably bring it back around when Avatar: The Last Airbender live action comes yes. back. Yeah, but this interview kind of fell in our laps a little bit, and it was too good to pass up. So um, anyway, so our episode today is 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 Bao Tran and the production team of the Paper Tigers or at least three of the production team members I yes. think, right three or four yeah uh, so let me just read these names off really quickly and um so so we got Alan Duong Michael Velasquez and this one I just this one is oh my this gosh. one's crazy yeah this one's crazy so I think you've all seen the little movie called The Karate Kid and The Karate Kid Part 2, 3, Karate Kid. Cobra Kai. Next Cobra Kai. Like that series, right? So we have, we have chosen himself. Yuji is part of this production team. Now, if you've seen the movie, you know he plays the waiter in the movie, but you know, regardless if he showed up or not, this would have been an episode that we would have definitely done anyway yeah for sure we absolutely love the movie and to be able to speak to anybody else on this movie would have been amazing but once again i I, somehow i need to fail upwards when i'm buying a lottery ticket and not (laughs) (laughs) like i need to transfer the luck that we have on this show And transfer it over to when I'm buying a lottery ticket. Yeah, you need to pull like a
1: four-leaf clover at Disneyland while scratching a lottery ticket all at the same time. Right, and then like
0: I win like a $100 million and then Mark Hamill comes up and just congratulates me for no reason. (laughs) That's the kind of luck that I need to kind of get out of this – like just push out of this podcast and – Put it into my personal life. There you go. So.
1: (laughs) 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 But talking to Yuji, I mean, what a class act. I mean, we kind of, I I don't know, we did uh, kind of put him on the spot, (laughs) made of embarrassed him a little bit, which I apologize profusely, but he was such a good sport and such a nice guy. Um, you know, having him record our intro was, was really cool. Um, of course, as Howard Cosell (laughs) from Better Off Dead. Uh, which he didn't even get to use his voice for that, which was a bummer. Um, I would have loved to have heard heard that, but just well,
0: that, now you can hear it now. You can hear yeah, it. Yeah, now show. you can hear it. You exactly. can actually hear UG's Howard Cosell um, impression. Uh, impression minus, I think minus the accent though. He just did it straight up. In this he did it and straight did it up, it. but 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 with so the he,
1: Howard Cosell edge to it. So right, right, right. Yeah, but. Uh, Just what a nice guy. And everybody, the whole production team was just super nice. And we had a really good time talking with them. And, um, which when you listen to the interview, we don't want to
0: spoil a lot of things, but, uh, when you listen to the interview,
1: we really have a good time. And
0: we also have a first on this episode too. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it was Michael who was the first one who actually listened to our show before coming on to our show. Yeah. Two episodes.
1: And he had to razz. He's like, you guys go on a lot of tangents, don't you? And we're like, Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> like, Guilty
0: yeah. Yeah. I, apparently <laughs> apparently our paper Tigers review had thirty minutes of the movie and twenty minutes of talking and rewriting the last like the last part of the Karate movie Kids or some shit.
1: Yeah, something like that. It was so stupid. I actually went back and listened to it and I was like, Oh god. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Usually what happens. Uh, right. we, we veer off course.
0: But uh but, so anyway, so we hope you really enjoy this episode. Yes. We loved it a lot. I loved doing the uh the stick figures. It's the most stick figures we've ever had on 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 one episode and it's the most people we've ever interviewed on 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 one episode. And yep. if you haven't, go back and listen to our, you know, Paper Tiger the Paper Tigers review and also listen to the original uh review at Bao. That there's a lot of good stuff. I listened to that before we did this yeah, episode. A there's a lot, a lot of, of new stuff.
1: stuff, a lot of new stuff. You do it all. Yeah, you can do all three of them in a row. And get a lot of good stuff.
0: It's like the Paper Tigers trilogy on Chew on This. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe it'll be on the DVD set. I I doubt it, but it would be cool. Yeah, there were no no Ewoks in this third part. (laughs) No. (laughs) No,
1: yeah. None of that. None of that. No throwing rocks and sticks at Stormtroopers. Somehow that beats them. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, Man, a whole year. I can't believe it. So, Welcome back to both of us. Yeah. All right. I know, right? (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, enjoy uh, the interview with the Paper Tigers production
0: crew. Hey, fellow nerds, we are back and better than ever. And after one year hiatus, we are here once again to review movies, share nerd news, give you a buttload of memes, and probably ruin some classic movies for you as well. And in order to keep up with all of that, you're gonna to need to follow us on all of our social media. That's gonna be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, that's gonna be at Chew On This Podcast. And on Instagram and Twitter, that's gonna be at Chew On This Pod. And as always, thank you to all of our listeners and followers. It really makes that zero dollar per year plus benefit salary worth every penny. So drink up, smoke up, or build a Lego set while you listen to the show. Enjoy.
1: Episode 370 of Chew
0: On This, a Nerds United podcast on BJ. Vic, well, we are officially back um, with our first episode in, what, a year now?
2: Almost and a so
0: year, yeah. Right. So uh, we wanted to come back in a big way, and we didn't know that it was going to be this big. Um, that's what she said. And so uh, we have the entire production team, or well, almost, the entire production team, of the Paper Tigers. We spoke to Bao Tran last year about this movie that kind of just blew us out of the water coming out of nowhere, for us anyway. We didn't know about it. It was on Netflix, and we watched it. And Bao was so great in coming on the show, and somehow he convinced everybody uh that's on right now to come on this show. And Michael, uh, is uh, before I sidetrack a little bit, is the only one that actually has ever listened to our podcast. He is the <laughs> first one to ever listen to the show before <laughs> actually coming on. So that is – yeah, literally nobody has ever listened to our show before coming on. You are the the first person, and it took – Six years plus one-year hiatus to get somebody to listen to our show. <laughs> don't forget the one-year we We're coming on.
3: Wow.
0: I yeah. feel
4: bad I only listen to our episode.
3: <laughs> so. No, no. It's
0: fine. That's, <laughs> that's,
3: that's fine. As
0: that's sure. all right. Th- th- that's fine. That's one more. I'm pretty sure. The, like a virtue. This, oh, thank you. Yeah. This is Bao's second time on it, and he probably you probably listened to the show one more time than he did. The- so, <laughs> I don't think Bao's listened to it yet. Bao's a busy man. Right. So, okay. So we have the entire team. Please go around the room, uh, the virtual room and, and just, in, cause there's so many of you, introduce yourself and please tell the, the audience, uh, what you guys did on, on, on paper tigers. Go, huge. Actually, actually start with
1: the, oh, huge. Oh, well, if we could start like, we could start like in circle. Ah, it doesn't matter. We go senpai,
5: Yuji. Senpai, <laughs> there you go.
2: That's right. <laughs> uh, Yuji Okamoto here. I uh, was one of the producers uh, for the Paper Tigers, and I played the waiter.
5: I'm bowtran the writer director, and Popcorn Michael. I'm. What does popcorn mean?
1: <laughs> Pass it on. It means your turn. Yeah. He clearly Michael hasn't Lass worked a day in his life.
4: Uh, stop, <laughs> cutting, stop cutting me off. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> What's my name again? You're- I'm Michael Velasquez. I'm also one of the
6: producers on the Paper Tigers. Um, and my name is Alan DeWong. I'm also another producer on Paper Tigers.
0: Well, thank you all again for coming on. And I know everybody's really busy, but this is, this is a great way for us to come back. And I can't really say thank you enough for, for, for showing up and, 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 and being on our show for our, for our comeback episode.
1: Thank you for having us. Yes, very exciting. Um, Thank so this you. Is a, this is kind of a question for for everybody here. Um, how did you guys all become involved? Well, no, Bao, I mean, he wrote and directed it. But, I mean, how the rest of you guys become involved in Paper Tigers? That's something Bao should maybe be able to talk about, too. Like, how did you get these guys involved and all that? How did you rope them in? He
4: had this terrible idea script and then he gave it to us to co- kind of rewrite it and then I was like oh we need to bring Alan on because he he knows about dialogue and I know about
0: action and life <laughs> it was about was bow's original <laughs> was bow's original script starting with two droids on a desert planet and that's how he rewrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. did he like would I, on be, a I think it would have been a
5: better film I still to
0: this day I insist that
5: that would have been stronger. he he sounds like
1: like bow just literally handed him a napkin like written in crayon he's like it's like you're you're, do something with this it actually looks like
4: (laughs) your it looked like your stick figure guy is there
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty
1: good okay so he he submitted the script to you guys and you basically just like what tear it apart or did you guys Uh, like
4: i'm at i'm at bow at the los angeles asian american film festival and like 2004-2005 Two thousand four, two thousand five. Uh, we, it's uh, if you've been to these film festivals, there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of content that you've seen before because you've been doing these film festivals for a long time. And that was the first person I ever saw like actually get up and walk out of a screening at a.
1: Know, festival, which you, which you don't do.
4: <laughs> so I was like, Oh, he did it
1: first. So I go, and that and, movie was Revenge of the Sith.
0: It was showgirls. <laughs> it was showgirls. It was <laughs> showgirls. Yeah.
1: No, we would not, we wouldn't walk
4: out of that, but, uh, yeah, we just started <laughs> drinking together and, uh, watching and walking out of a bunch of other short films and became friends. And he had a short film called Bookie that. Uh, he invited me to work on and i uh, drove up to seattle and uh met all the other guys and you know we've been friends ever since
1: nice
6: yeah well, I think and, and your rides here <laughs> <laughs> oh, no and the, and that's that's where i met uh bow was uh, on his short film bookie. Uh, i was a grip and um and uh you know like uh, vietnamese directors uh, around the same age you know like the, or filmmakers uh, around the same ages and something that you don't run into uh every day and so uh to be uh we had mutual friends i had a mutual friend who worked on a short film got pulled into um this short film and you know just what really stood out was the fact that you know like meeting michael bow um and this is also when we met ken uh, who was the villain um in uh, the, the paper tigers uh, that's when we all met and um and there was just this level of Camaraderie, and then also the fact that you know um, we were all Asian, you know, people of color, like coming together and making a film was just something that was unheard of during that time two thousand five, two thousand six. And so um, I just really wanted to you know stick around these guys and kind of learn more about you know how we all could uh, eventually make a feature film together, and that was the promise that we had for a long time, and and it took. Since 2005 2006, uh, when Bookie was made, you know, and and that same core crew came back together to make the Paper Tigers, and so um, uh, so yeah, so that's that's pretty much uh
2: how uh, I got tricked into making the Paper Tigers.
6: Yuji, um, what was your story?
2: Um, so I got involved in this project due to a momentary lapse of good good judgment. Um, <laughs> so I. <laughs> Actually, I worked with Bao on a short film called uh, Black Coffee. And, um, you know, I just uh, enjoyed working with him. And and he asked me after um, working on the the shoot, it must have been a few years later. um, And he asked me if I was interested in helping him produce uh, uh, this Kung Fu project. And, uh, you know, it was... uh, I read the script. I love the script. It was uh, it was great because I was a huge fan of martial arts movies and hearing the storyline and 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 his his take on it, um, you know, and the the whole minority aspect of it. It was um, it was great. And anything that I can be a part of, uh, you know, of a film that helps to create you know good lead roles for. Uh, minority
1: actors, then, you know, I'm all, I'm all down for that. That's awesome. Uh, was there any like um inspiration in the fighting, like the choreography and stuff? Like, did you guys play with different types of fighting styles or was there something specific you were looking for? Like, I know you guys are all huge fans of martial arts films. And I know Vic and I are huge, huge fans, but was there something like you kind of drew from like some, a certain film or, or a, mishmash of films where you decided like we're going to use these different types of fighting styles?
5: Yeah. I mean, I was working with, you know, our longtime collaborator and action director Ken Kitigua, uh for, you know, these 10 years was nice uh, in the sense that it, obviously it took a long time to raise money, but also gave us time to R and D and to kind <laughs> of like do research and talk about things and share clips. And so it was kind of a long extended inspirational phase, right? Um, I think we were trying to figure out, what it could look like because it was honestly it's not something that we had seen before because it was something that where you have these out of shape guys that you know are a little clumsy, a little behind their step. But how do you show them a little beyond their prime, uh, but still have a little skill? And where's that fine line about that 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 you know what that would look like? Um, so it was a bit of a mishmash between all these different things. I think the overarching thing what we always thought of was like okay, Shaw Brothers the street fight, right? Straw Brothers, you have like Really beautiful shapes, really like classical kung fu. But what does that look like in a street fight where it's a little bit messier yeah. and you know they're a little behind on things? Um, I think Chop uh was really inspirational too. Donnie Yen like had during that mm. run with doing more improvisational, kind of like half beat stuff versus like strict choreography ones and twos and threes and fours, right? It was always kind of like you didn't know when he was going to come, but he was going to come mm-hmm. for you. So I had that spot in '80 that was really nice. Um, so that felt like natural because we were going for a natural thing where, you know, a lot of, a lot of that the, the the newer stuff that we had seen kind of like got into the fantastical stuff. So we were really trying to kind of break bring it back to basics. Yeah, no wire foo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, we couldn't afford it. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, part of part of you know function and form or whatever, whichever yeah. goes first. But you know, at, yeah. at the end of the day, we kind of knew like that wasn't a thing. So uh, we kind of. You know, went down the other way. Nice. I think
4: the most uh, the thing Bao was sending us most of was all these online or underground fight videos. Just these crappy yeah. fight videos of uh, people it's like doing actual favorite is or like street fights and how it's sloppy, 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 and someone gets in a great shot and then they're they're knocked out right there and the fight's over. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah.
6: Uh, I remember. Well, I mean, the, the the great thing about those uh, uh, fight videos, we we actually had like this private channel where we were sending each other all of these like YouTube real YouTube fights, you know? And, and I think what uh, a part of that research was actually the story was before the fight and then actually, and also at the end of the fight as well, you know, how people acted. Right. Cause in the beginning, everyone's posturing everyone's, you know, like Mm -hmm. talking shit. Right. um, (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, and you have a lot of that, and then that person who's talking shit ends up losing. And then now you kind of watch their mannerisms after that. And so that was kind of more of the story that we were kind of looking at in terms of, like, you know, Danny or, um, you know, all the other characters. You know, like, what happens when you start the fight? You're talking shit, and then at the end, you know, how how do you lick your wounds?
0: How do you, you know, like, uh, compensate uh, after a loss like that? So Nice. Is that is that what drew you guys to – I don't know who made the last – like who, who discovered them or made the last call bow, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit about Is that how you met the, you know, asked about the Lee brothers to, to, to come on, uh, and play the parts that they did through the, you know, sharing YouTube videos and stuff like that. Because that's how, that's how they got started, right? Like they're, they're self-taught just like the guy. Yeah. Guys we in made mushroom. Let's, let's take all the credit. We, we made
5: <laughs> all of their <laughs> everything. Everything all at once. That's all their success. <coughs> um they were, we're doing right. their own thing, as you know. I mean, they were they were like, so talented putting up their yeah. stuff on YouTube, doing shorts and on Instagram as well. So uh, you know, it was something that we were always watching as fans. Um and we had made a short film before this called The Challengers. That so that was kind of like I guess you could call it a kind of a proof of concept or a little bit of kind of experimentation uh, with you know the filming style and the slow motion and Danny vision and all the stuff we were playing with, all that. So that had Andy Lee. Uh, face off with Hedua. so that was kind of like um something i always knew that he was talented and then also his brother was like uh something someone that we wanted to somehow figure out how to get involved as well so they were always kind of on the periphery it was almost like you know with with the movie it's like you want these people but you can't really it's never real until you know you actually get the train going so you know we always uh, kept in touch always followed their stuff and really um um you know followed their progress and development because they you know, each year that you can see them level up is, I mean, they're amazing and they continue to level up. So it's something that we always wanted to, to be able to have in the film.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're actually, you know, obviously doing really well right now with, with everything everywhere all at once um, winning all the awards. And yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, so they're, they're doing pretty well, yeah. <clears throat> but the, you know, I, I will say though, your movie, all of, when I say you I mean, all of you guys, your movie Actually beat shang Chi as like the best movie of 2021. Um, according to Rotten Tomatoes, you guys know that, right? You we guys say have the, like the, the same thing to everybody who you know? listened as well, though. So
1: well. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Say, you're like, say it again. <laughs>
5: like... you,
0: get, you have the best. What's you have this? The best I didn't view. hear this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is new. I should have, I should have had a poster, like just right. For, like, <laughs> number, right. One. Just <laughs> yeah, number one. Yeah. You guys are number one. You guys I think you guys are also like, like All time, time number one Wellgo, action movie, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure you guys. I mean, know it's, that it's too, just right? it's yeah. just an
4: aggregator. It just happens to be the most
0: important aggregator that's out there. I mean, <laughs> not a big deal. Whatever. It's not a big deal. Did you, yeah. did you guys get the? Did you guys get that uh, that certified fresh thing or no? Or they only give that to the big the, like the no, giant? No, we like, did. Marbles? What's funny
4: is uh, WellGo, our distributor, when they had to they had to put out the DVD artwork on a deadline, but we hadn't quite reached the the what is it? The minimum number of reviews to get certified mm. fresh. But they, they just took a risk and said, you know what? We're going to put it on there anyway. And they had all these DVD, all this DVD art printed, it. and it was out there. We're like, we're just waiting like
5: a amazing. couple more
1: reviews, guys. But,
5: <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
5: All right. Um, that, I mean, that's yeah. wild because, I mean, like, it's just – if you look back on the, the martial club being kind of the common DNA, but you have Shang-Chi us and and everything ever all at once it's kind of crazy that you had these three martial arts films uh come almost pretty close succession to each other but also really different budget levels and different production levels and i just think it's a really really flattering to kind of be part of that conversation they're just kind of get lumped in on all that so i think it's 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 we're in a very interesting time and
0: excited to to see what comes in the future yeah i I wonder if brothers. I wonder if the Lee brothers now, remember like back growing up in the 80s and, 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 you know, obviously for me it was the 80s where the Asians played like the token, the token character, right? Like they either were a, a, a waiter or a laundromat person or somebody who didn't speak real English very well and was like the comedy relief. I wonder if like now the Lee brothers are like the token martial art Asian brothers that they're going to be in every <laughs> single martial arts movie. <laughs> Because they were in the three biggest ones in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, right? Like so yeah. I, they could they could be the Gosh, token they, martial art guys. I
4: think <laughs> I I think they're gonna get a chance to show off their own brand of humor now because you know that that fight they're doing everything everywhere all at once, it's not like you could grab any talented martial artist and say, Hey, you know what we want you to do is fight with dildos up your ass. Like <laughs> not everyone's gonna say Okay to that. So not only do they <laughs> right. they, they have a shot about themselves, they're like willing to do that. And yeah, you know, I think, I think they're not, I think they're going to go more in like that kind of direction where they get to show off their, their, what makes them unique. That's cool. Well, the best
0: thing, one of the best things about your movie is that you guys show the, the fight scenes in a way where it's not so close up. Like I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but there's this movie out there with Steven Seagal fighting Mike Tyson. Is it Mike Tyson, I think? I think it is Mike Tyson, the the quick edit. The fight scene scene is cut after every single punch or block. And it's literally just an edit. of Because there's times where you see Steven Sakal move and it's so slow. And now you can understand why they cut everything so close together. What's great about your movie... I guess, I don't know. You watch
4: the stunt breakdown of that, it's because neither of them are in the same room at the same time. It's... (laughs) When you see Steven Seagal, he's fighting uh, Mike Tyson stuff, man. When you see Mike Tyson, he's fighting us. What? Stunt, is that true? Almost, almost positive.
1: Oh, my gosh. That well, would explain a lot. But it's so bad. We watched it on YouTube, like, several times. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's so bad. Yeah, but you guys,
0: your movie you show, you know, and everything, every all at once, everything is backed out. Because I hate when action and fight scenes. I'm so used to watching the, you know, the Jackie Chan movies that show, you know, you put in all these months of work. And then all of a sudden, the, the director puts the camera, like, right on your face, and you can't see any of the action sequences and all the great things they're doing. That was our so complaint what I with The it.
1: with the Batman Begins, wasn't it? And then they kind of took that and kind of panned out after that. Like, oh, no, you know, the that, Batman... was, that
0: was an artistic thing The Batman Begins. Anyway. Well, so, I mean,
1: still. I want to say right. fight.
0: Well, the... One of the great things about your, your guys' movie so far, cause it's been out for a while now is, the, is the, uh, I have it on iTunes and I watched all the extra footage stuff, right? I watched all the deleted scenes. I watched the bloopers. Now the blooper part only shows a little bit, like what, like seven minutes or so. When you guys were on set, who really, who, who was the best improver? Was it, was it Matthew Page? Cause he's in it a lot for improving. Like it's for probably the, probably Ron, for, right? What Ron was the best. I mean, them two together we yeah, played off
6: of each other a
0: lot I think they all um, fed
5: off each other for sure yeah there's all those things even when we were doing the edits like even the you have you know the flashier uh hang versus uh carter riffs and stuff like that but you see all the little stuff that like Elaine is doing and, or her little stuff that is doing uh only went during the edit because you're seeing you know trying to take a look at what the other actors are doing they're doing a lot of subtle stuff they're doing kind of the straight man stuff too so it's it's a really cool to watch uh you know them all kind of work together and and not necessarily hog the spotlight but kind of like know where to kind of like fit in and where to kind of lead back and so i think it's they were all de- all definitely feeding off each other
0: eugene in your scenes did you did you improv in your scenes at all uh especially when you first meet your character when they first show up and they're just sitting there not doing anything and don't want to order anything
2: yeah i tried but bow says uh don't do that Stick to the script. Read <laughs> <laughs> oh, the words. words. Don't change Stick a to thing. The yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: David Mamet. Um, so <laughs> right. I think uh, you know the, the the second scene where I appear at the end, uh, there was a chance to kind of riff, and it, it was great because to to be able to throw in the Karate Kid little thing, and and uh, you know Ron just picked up on it. And it was great. Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, it was nice, but because I think Bow works as a uh, an actor's director, so he knows what he wants. But then yet he lets the actors play a little, and mm, and right. I think that's what gave the actors the freedom to try different things. And uh, you know when you when you allow actors to kind of stretch and and play a little, then uh, amazing things kind of happen, which is the chemistry that happened between, you know, all the actors. You know, it was amazing to watch them because they would just play off of each other. And, you know, Elaine, like Bao was saying, he was pretty much the the kind of the straight guy. But if you don't have a great straight guy, you're not going to have the comedy there. So... uh, My hat's off to um, all the leads they really delivered, um, you know, even even, uh, you know, the other the other actors, they all they all stepped up because I think at the end of the day, they believed in the project and what it was about and what it was for. So I think that's that was the beauty of being involved in a production like this. We're all there for the right reason.
0: Yeah. Now, when you said when you said they brought up the reference for the Karate Kid, what's that? Is that a movie you've done before? Uh,
2: yeah, I think
0: not so. <laughs> What Karate yeah, Kid? Be I don't.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that is that 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 movie from the nineties? Right. Eighties. <laughs> Eighties. Okay.
5: He's not on camera right now, but right now he's wearing the full chosen
0: gi and everything.
5: <laughs> so he's <just> walks around. <laughs> That's his every day. Yes.
0: Just Can rides around in the yellow. Too. The, the, the yellow one, right? Not the one that he's yes. wearing on Cobra Kai, but the, yellow, the, one. One. the, the yellow one.
2: The yellow one. Old school.
0: Your kids, right. The kids don't want you driving them to school <laughs> anymore. Stop dropping me <laughs> off at school. Yuji's offering autographs everywhere. They're like, yeah, <laughs> please,
2: come on. You want an autograph, kid? <laughs> Take
1: one. Four year old. He's like, he's like spitting, he's spitting the drums and Yuji's like, get those, th- get those away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> get those stupid drums away from me. Um, Eugene, Uh, this is for you. Cause like, Oh, go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh,
1: Well, this is uh, uh, cause you mentioned eighties and I, I literally would be kicking ourselves in the butt if we didn't ask you just take a second. Cause like two of our favorite movies growing up is, is real genius and, and better off dead. I mean, two classic, classic comedies. Um, but what, what do you remember about real genius and, uh, and better off dead? Like what that, what was that experience like? To do like some comedy and things like that.
2: Uh, it was so foreign to me because, you know, after, um, you know, everything I've done, I I I had done um a lot of theater prior to that, and then I came onto a, a film called Aloha Summer, which was a casting director that uh, cast me in, I think, Better Off Dead, and also cast me in Karate Kid. Oh. Um, so when she brought me in for better off dead, I did this, uh, Howard Cosell with a Japanese accent. Um, because I thought it'd be funnier because if he learned English from watching wide will of sports, you're not going to lose that accent. So when I did the, the audition, uh, it, it was, it was just, I think they, they found it hysterical because, um, of the Howard Cosell speaking with a Japanese accent. Um, and, Coincidentally, they were uh, auditioning for Real Genius and, uh, I got both at the same time. Oh, so wow. I go from one set to the other. So it was, it was pretty fantastic to be able to have two gigs at once and going from one set to the other. It just gets kind of confusing. Sometimes, you know, on Real Genius, I have a line and I said, what, what, wait, what is that? A Howard Cosell? Accent? <laughs> You like no what?
0: <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
2: Yes, it was somewhere else. But no, it was it was great. Um love the experience on on both of them. And you know and that's the heyday. I mean, that's, you know, you had so many of these kind of quirky 80s films and I was blessed to be part of two of those, you know, because yeah. Um, you know, Better Off Dead wasn't you know, a hit at the box office, but it found its legs when it came out oh later gosh. on.
1: Yeah, I, I want my two dollars. That's dollars. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, since you mentioned the Howard Cosell impression, because I, I I read all about that. I, I know you interviewed about that. But can you do like in a Howard Cosell impression? Can you say in your best Howard Cosell voice, "Welcome to Chew on This, a Nerd United Podcast."
2: Uh. What was the, the thing. Welcome to chew on so this. So welcome
1: to welcome to chew on this, a Nerds United podcast in Howard Cosell. The best Howard Cosell that you can do.
2: Okay. Welcome to chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. Lane, Mike. thank you. Doug, <laughs> that- so my my accent was. Really different because you can't say L; it's an R. So with the Japanese accent, it was all different. So just to give you an idea of what happened, was I did this stuff on set, and people were dying because it it sounded so foreign to them. And then uh, the complaint was they couldn't understand what I was saying in the dialogue because it was all jumbled, right? So So they had to dub it. Yeah, that's why they brought in Rich Little to keep it, you know, straight, and not do the accent. So, Rich Little—that's kind of my God. Rich Little, yeah, you know, he was—he was the man at the time.
1: He was. I'm trying to think of like who is the man now that does a lot of impressions. Like, I know like Dana Carvey, but I don't know. Yeah, I remember Rich Little back in the day. Holy cow, he was everywhere.
3: Yeah.
0: It's that time of the show where I ask you to review our show on iTunes and Facebook on iTunes you can just look us up at chew on this a nerd United podcast and on Facebook once again that is at chew on this podcast so please head on over and give us one of those nice five-star reviews and tell us how we changed your life and made it for the better and now back to the show <laughs> bow there's this great there's this great shot in well I think it's a great shot in when they're trying to walk around the underground gym and they're trying to listen for the sound and this is why I like watching sh- like movies and shows over and over again because I pick up on things that I never picked up on before and I didn't get a chance to ask you about it uh, the first time so they're walking around and and Hing hears the sound right and then Jim hears the sound but they're standing on either side but then all of a sudden, uh, Danny walks into the frame in the background and the camera shifts focus. Mm-hmm. How much planning was involved in that? And did you, did you have that shot in your mind from front street? Like how you were going to do that shot? Yeah. Well, I mean,
5: I think oh, there's a lot of factors when indie film, because you have a great idea or you have kind of a general uh, gist of what you want to do, but it's never really concrete until you have a location uh, figured out and also kind of like where people are and blocking and position wise. So it's, it was kind of like, it was definitely an idea that I always had at, or had, a, you know, kind of a, a general sense of what needed to happen. Uh But so I think it wasn't until we were there that we started figuring out how to use the rack and how to kind of use the depth of where they were and how are their position. I think that was a little bit more on the day of, because um, we, <laughs> I don't think we knew our location until the day of. No, I, we knew the location, but it's just like when you do actually do kind of do the walkthrough and walk around, uh, that's when you start kind of like staging it. Um, but yeah, it worked out really nicely, I think. Uh, yeah, so I'm good. glad you picked up on that, but yeah, exactly kind of the way we, they were. And also we were trying to find, uh, you know, to give Danny enough depth and, and the background and where to place him and, 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 kind of lock him right on. But, uh, just kind of a harrowing element is that, you know, for indie film, again, we were only there for half a day. Um, so we actually had to like wrap, uh, all our scene in, in the dungeon before lunch. So that was, I think one of our last shots, uh, right before lunch. So it was a bit of, uh, running by
0: the seat of our pants wow. to try to pull off all of that's that.
5: Cool. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Shout out. You to got
0: everybody. that shot in half a day. That's, that's insane. That's insane. You got that in half. Yeah. Michael and. Went- Michael and Alan, did you, for the the whole production team, did you guys split? This is a question for Michael and Alan. Did you guys split like the duties of of what you guys were doing? Like, was somebody in charge of certain parts of the production or, you know, it was all hands on deck?
4: A combination of both. Everyone had things that they had to deal with just because when you start off, you get a responsibility and that just kind of becomes yours because it doesn't necessarily make sense for, to give it to someone else who didn't start from the ground. But, once you're on set, if something needs to be done, just whoever's there can do it. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Shout out to Sean Mayer on uh, our DP who was part of the original bookie crew that
6: we met back in the day. Yeah. No. And and funny backstory um, to starting production is that um, we spent so long trying to fundraise and like, you know, get all this money together to make this movie that like, um, It just suddenly hit us one day that you know we actually reached the point where we could greenlight the production, right? And 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 mentally, as an indie filmmaker, like you spend so much more time fundraising that you forget that there's still pre-production, there's production (laughs) and all that, right? And so when when it hit us that we were greenlit, you know, we were making. I was making the calls to you know the old bookie gang. I was like, hey, it's a go, it's a go. And then like finally, it it dawns on you that oh, shit, we have to run a production now. And so, like, it, it's just <laughs> what like... What you gonna do? <laughs> exactly. And, and and so, like, and and so our, our pre-production was really short, you know, like, we couldn't, mm. we didn't have enough time to prep, um, you know, like, uh and, and thank God, you know, at least all of our actors had some action skills that, you know, they picked up the movement really quick. And so, um, and, and so uh, the prep time, you know, and Bao can attest to this, is that, you know, like, we, we definitely needed a little bit more time. Mm. You know, like, there's never enough time, really, on the producing side. It's like, oh, my God, now I have to make sure all the money, you know, lands at the yeah. same time. You know what I mean? And just, like, we're paying for things left and right. And then, um, you know, like, there's so Finding many fires.
5: Crew, like it,
6: Yeah, there's just so much been,
4: stuff. You've only been getting handshake promises from these crew that you want. And then suddenly... You have the money, and you're like, hey, and they're like, oh no, I I jumped on a show that's actually gonna pay me, you know, real money right, or something. Right. You gotta find the next right. person, the next person. Yeah. yeah the so the actors that's, that's, only that's, had like three official uh days to rehearse the choreography because due to a a snafu, I guess on my part, but I'll I I blame my union. It's uh, not you. It's not you. They they cut they almost shut our production down, like not letting the actors rehearse. And uh, fortunately, Bow and Sean were able to use that time to sort of come up with the shots that they because like alan said suddenly you're you got to go 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 you, and so they use that you, time to you get just say that. you just
1: said three days that's it three, three official
4: rehearsal days of, of that choreography because two days we lost two days because we got shut down early in pre-production holy
1: shit three days to rehearse yeah. the action scenes or just rehearse in general
4: both, I guess, right? That That's the time they had yeah, with you in.
1: That just blows, that blows me away because like we watched, you know, like a fucking stupid show like Iron Fist where they had way more money and more budget, more time and the fighting looks like shit. You know, so you got, I mean, that is, that's incredible. That's, that's absolutely incredible because that when you watch the movie, like everything that you're saying blows my mind because when you watch the movie, it's, it's like flawless. It's like such a great movie. Like it, it doesn't sound like there were any. Kind of issue. So maybe that's just a testament to you guys, like actually coming together as a team and putting something together so wonderful like that, that you didn't need, I don't know, it just looked like you had all the time to do all that stuff, you know? That's incredible. The actors, the
4: fight team, they're all very talented. The actors are busting their ass outside of that, uh,
5: official rehearsal time. Gotcha. Gotcha. yeah, I mean, you have meetings and you talk about stuff. Like, yeah, but the, the, the actual day's rehearsal schedule, like, where they're actually all in the room together, then then that was the schedule that we had. But it, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, Alan mentions that gear shift, but it is because you can you can ideate for 10 years until it's real. It's like, oh, it's a real like, what is this oh, in real states? What does the location actually look like? What are they yeah. wearing? You know, all the really. Uh, nitty gritty actualities of, 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 production start to come up. And so I think it was a little a testament to, you know, to, to kind of like mm-hmm. dillying around for 10 years. They're having like that soft research. The action yeah. team kind of knew yeah. I didn't have to kind of sit them down and they already knew like what we were the movie we we're trying to make, uh, from the get. And so that's they awesome. already kind of knew the marching orders. And once we threw in the actors, now that's like, now they figure out the choreography because you can't have choreography until you really know what their body shapes and their right. abilities are. Yeah, so it's, their like, abilities. it's like, it's like. Yeah, there's only so much you can, you know, prep or uh, uh, uh daydream about until you actually have real human beings. So that was a weird gear shift that we had, and that was it was just scrambling from that point. Unbelievable. Um,
1: yeah, that's so insane. It, it's it's incredible because the movie just it doesn't look like
0: that. It just looks like you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys made a movie. <laughs> it's like, well, this we movie, yeah, it's
5: crazy. Yeah.
0: This this question goes out to everybody. So i've i've watched enough about your your, you know your interviews for the show for for the movie and you know i've talked to you about about this in the last episode um you know was everybody on board when they tried to change out danny's character or nationality or were you guys all on board at that point in time like how many of you were part of that discussion where i was totally on board i was like why if we could get bruce willis let's get bruce willis guys I
4: wanted
6: the $4 million. I don't
5: know. Hindsight has shown us exactly. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't,
1: I I, I can't imagine. That was,
4: that was in the fundraising phase and we were all, yeah, we were all already. uh, I mean, all of us have been on for what, eight to 10 years. So we were all there. Uh, Yeah. And those meetings are interesting. I I heard Bao describe a little bit of it in his interview. So I've actually listened to two episodes, guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: That's that's two more than anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As he explained, they they basically have this like math that they do and this actor is worth this amount of money. And uh, the, the actors that we had in mind at the beginning, they just didn't move the needle enough. So they were just throwing these ideas out there and, yeah, Those those are actual suggestions because they know they can get this amount of money and it will sell – that will pre-sale right away. Like you'll get a bunch of money up front, but it's not like we would see any of that. It's these uh early-on well, investors who get to take their cut right. right off the top and they're like, I'm done. And then they don't give do a shit.
1: But that. don't you – exactly. Because don't you think – like let's say you did get a Bruce Willis or whoever. Doesn't that just change the, the whole production? Like doesn't that just like, Bao has to go back and like, well, now I gotta write for Bruce Willis a little bit because he's gonna wanna ham it up or whatever. Like, don't you have, like, do you have to, you change like the essence of the film now? It's something completely different? Absolutely. Yeah, it would
5: change. It would change my life to a yacht. It would change my <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm on a boat, bitch! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I'm recording this from. Demi
4: Moore. Hey Demi, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how
1: are you doing these days? Shit.
0: <laughs> I would have been fully on board if it was Nicholas. I would have been fully on board if it was Nicholas Cage. I thought, uh, well, he's crazy. Though, I mean, yeah, he could pull I it thought, off. Yeah, you know, I thought that was the way to go was Nicholas Cage. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. In, I mean, everybody, everybody can... in the movie. What's really good about this is that everybody actually is great in the role that they're in. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen Matthew Page in anything, and I instantly fell in love with that character. Um, when he when he showed up as that character, like, because in the beginning he's just getting his ass kicked as a teenage self, but (laughs) him showing up later on, I mean, some my some of my favorite scenes are 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 with him in it, messing, you know, the banter going back and forth. I think I I think I mentioned in the last show like some of our favorite scenes in Marvel movies is when they're just sitting around talking, just looking at one scene. Yeah. Yeah, like in Age of Ultron when they're all trying to talk shit to each other about lifting Mjolnir up. And and, you know, that banter back and forth is what I loved. And I love the banter back and forth in, in, in this movie, too, with with Carter and, and the rest of the guys.
5: Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, can imagine it in another way. But, I mean, I think of, like back to the question about changing, it's like you, you can do you can make a movie or make a script into a movie any which way, like a million different ways you could do it. But it's like it's like but, you know, what are we setting out to do? What are we kind of intended to do? And like that's really the only thing that's in your control. Uh, whether, you know, it, it, it kind of fulfills the vision that we, that we, that we had in the first place. So I think for all of us, when Mike, I think Michael was the one that kind of reported back, uh, you know, the notes and all the things, cause he's in LA and he's the one kind of having all the meetings. And so I think it was, we were all definitely have one sound mind of just kind of like, okay, well, thanks, but no thanks. So it, it was, it was never even a consideration to like, oh, should we or shouldn't we? It was just nice. kind of like, okay, that's a dead end. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that, but again, it's like, that's not to say the things have changed. Like it's still like these, still those numbers and those projections, everyone has those breakdowns right now. And it still exists, you know, in financing a film now in this day and age, it's still like, I, I, again, all credit and all, um, all credit and flowers for everything, everywhere, all at once for sure. But I think we're also in this age where we can kind of, we feel like it's the Obamas where it's like, Hey, racism's over, right? Like uh, this movie won all the awards, but it's not, Like the struggle is still there. Like we still have a lot of work to do to still continue on. And then, and that's the reality. If we can kind of pull the veil back about, you know, what it means to kind of like even get a movie off the ground. There's a lot of levers that have to get pulled Mm -hmm. to make that happen. I'm sure you could uh,
0: you could speak to this, right? Like, have you, what is there roles that you, you know, throughout your life that you've had or or auditioned for where they're just like, no, we're just going to hire some white guy instead of you.
2: Well, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you forgot about me after that shitty Howard Cosell. Um.
1: <laughs> no, no, that was amazing. Thank you. No, we're gonna, very much, we're yeah.
0: gonna, we're gonna recut that and use that for our intro from now on. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. this entire podcast was just to get you to money. do our just intro. to get you
1: to say that. Now we're yeah, right. we stopped recording oh like a half hour
0: ago. Anyway,
2: <laughs> so I'm sorry. Well, there's a question about yeah. uh, getting missing out on some roles because uh, of the color of my skin.
0: Yeah. 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 How, have you, do you remember like one role that was really big that you lost out to because you weren't white basically that, you know, did they, that recast the role?
2: No, because you know, it's, it's funny. Um I think a lot of times uh, the producers or whomever uh, on the networks may just have quotas. They have to, you know, hit as far as casting, you have to bring in a certain amount of minority actors for roles. Um, so as far as any rules that, um, missed out on, or I, I thought, oh yeah, it's because of, um, me being Asian American. Uh, yeah, there's plenty, right. Where you think, you know, why, why waste my time? I know what's going to happen, mm. uh, at the end of the day. And I understand that it's about dollars and cents to them and they look at marketability. And so uh, I know what to expect pretty much when I go in for something, I said, this is, this is obviously, they're, they're just having uh, us come in to, to meet that quota of actors being seen by, you know, casting and all that stuff, because they, they do keep stats on all that. So um, I get it. It's, it's, it's a business. And if you take it personally, then you're going to eventually quit the business. And, So I don't I don't take any of that personally. I just do the best work I possibly can, uh, and try and change their mind. But at the end of the day, I know what the, the end result is going to be. Doesn't preclude me from putting the time. in. But um, you know, when you think about projects like this, this is why it's so important. This is why it's so important for all Asian Americans to kind of step up and and create Asian American stories. Uh, and put him out there. Otherwise, uh, we're never going to be heard. And it's about visibility and representation. And uh, I learned way back in the day that the the cavalry ain't coming. It's up to us to kind of, uh, put ourselves on the map and be marketable Mm -hmm. and be, you know, um, important and relevant. So I think the only way to get there is to tell our stories. And hopefully that'll lead to crossover, more crossover roles. For us to be able to be cast in
0: right mm. uh we're gonna we're gonna we usually do something at the end Bound knows about this uh, so we want to give everybody a chance to 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 join in on that one so um just before we get to that the the ending um are there any projects that anybody wants to to plug um, that they're working on or your websites that we can find you on or uh, and the audience can find you on social medias yeah. Anybody? I'll plug plug
4: something for uh, Matthew Page. He wrote and directed a pretty lean, slow burn thriller called Cop vs. Killer. Oh, Uh, it's currently on the festival run, but definitely look out for it. And um, have you had a chance to check out any of his Master Ken stuff? No, I've not. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. say goodbye to your next eight hours. (laughs)
6: it's fantastic like that's that's pretty much where that's that's pretty much where most of us like learned about uh matt page i was a huge fan of his uh of his youtube show and then like that's when he was kind of on the map for me for um uh sort of this role in the paper tigers and then uh Uh but lo and behold you know we we had a connection through yuji actually um that connected us with matt page so
4: Yeah. And then Mikel, who played Jim, he's got a sequel to a movie that he wrote and directed coming out uh, called Gods 2. So be on the lookout for that as well.
0: Right on.
5: And Ron's film. Ron has a film just directed at me, 47 Ronin, on Netflix right now. Oh, right on. I think Yoshi, uh, yeah, Yoshi Sedarso. any of our cast that we share?
4: I don't think, so. not that I can think of, but that's a, that's a dope film. If you like a lot, of, uh, really well shot action, uh, the two it's leads are, have a lot of good banter. So I highly recommend that.
5: Nice. And of course there's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the it? Oh, just... Indie project. Called just,
1: Cobra Kai. Uh, yeah. Yuji real quick. What was that like? <laughs> when, when Cobra Kai started, Yuji, did you, like, were you expecting a phone call? Did you think you would get a phone call to, to reprise that role?
2: Uh, no, not at all. Oh. Uh, everybody was asking about that. You know, when the first season dropped, I thought it was great. Uh, it's really um, a great homage to the old classic uh, Karate Kid. And and what I loved about it, they flipped the the you know the script as far as mm. uh, Ralph and and uh, Billy. They they changed their kind of characters a little bit. Uh, which is great and so you know when i saw that i thought well you know i wonder if they're going to bring back some of the old characters from karate kid and sure enough i i did finally get a call to appear in season three and and uh, it was is amazing to talk to the, the the showrunners uh john josh and hayden they're really great guys and they're always open to Input From uh, the actors, especially the ones that are coming back from the whole Karate Kid universe, Mm. uh, only because of the fact that we kind of know our characters. But I was kind of mistaken because those guys are so passionate about the Karate Kid world that they knew more about that than I did. (laughs) <laughs> so it's crazy
5: that's awesome But they
2: pitched, pitched me the idea and uh where the direction of the, the character was going to go and i said you know i initially told them uh i read the the first first run of it and i said uh i'm not interested i'm going to pass and which case they they were kind of shocked and they immediately called my agent and said what the hell why and so They
1: called your mom. <laughs> they're like, hey. Yeah. Come
2: on, <laughs> talk to them. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, had a conversation after that and I said, look, I, I want this guy to, you know, have this, this change in his character, uh, you know, kind of bringing in a little more humor, humanity, mm-hmm. uh, just a more of a three-dimensional kind of character. And uh, they, they totally got it. And I said, look. I don't want him to lose that edge though. I still want him to kind of have that
3: mm. uh,
2: ability to flip that switch and, you know, kick somebody's ass in a heartbeat. So they, they, they got that and they ran with it. They sent me the, the new revisions and I said, perfect, let's do this.
1: That's so, how I got to ask real quick and we'll get to the big finish. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, how satisfying was it after all these years? to honk that dude's nose
2: (laughs) (laughs) well okay i'll I'll be honest with you the the initial setup uh which i um didn't approve of uh there was no payoff so when they first had me introduced to ralph in the bar uh they had me apologize to ralph and i said well why would i apologize to the guy The guy's too, too proud. He would never apologize, you know, and he would never kowtow to him. He would come in and then just say his piece, but never lose that edge, never lose that pride and honor. And so when uh, they told me about this hog, I said, well, there's no payoff. So I think he's got to come in hard, set up that joke at the end, and then there's a bigger payoff. So I,
1: I did not see it coming and I don't know why. I, i've seen yeah. those movies so many times i didn't see it coming and then when it happened i just i jumped off the couch i thought that was the best. i was just like just cheering i just thought it was I'm like yeah ralph yeah daniel said it's about time <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: you know right. i love those guys They're, i tell you that's the best best uh set i've worked on in, in many years uh besides the paper tigers um, good thing,
4: in maybe four <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
2: was, yeah, yeah. it was fabulous. The guys are all just very wonderful, um, gracious, uh, you know, giving actors. So, to be part of this whole uh reunion in, in a sense, uh, was a blessing because that's awesome. uh, Who would have thought 37 years later, boom, right?
0: Yeah, amazing. How many? I, like I, I don't look at now, but I used to be in shape and played college football, and I've done a lot of push-ups. How many push-ups do you need to do to get the pecs that you had in Karate Kid Two? Because <laughs> your pecs in Karate Kid Two are ridiculous. You still got them.
2: <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish they were still that way. Now they're down to my navel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it was a lot of working out. And cutting and because and, my body fat at that time for Karate Kid was probably like three percent. It oh, was wow. really low! Damn, wow, so crazy!
0: All right, well, all right, we're at finish. the that. Gigi
5: of also all of has our a our bust interviews. of those pecs, you know, like physical 100. And it actually, right at the doorway, when you walk through, you see a hole, it's just like a, he, he rubs them like before he leaves. A... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In oil, yeah. Yeah. It's like not at the I Apollo, he just show. rubs it before he leaves the house. You just
0: like you know, physical
2: 100. Is a yeah, like
0: no- Notre Dame has that sign where it says "Play like a champion," and they hit it every time. Yeah, exactly. He walks out and just slaps <laughs> slaps each side before he leaves the house.
1: Uh,
4: that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so well, we're gonna uh, do the the big finish now. Call
0: the- we call this thing the big finish. It's three questions. Everybody's got them. Bow's already done them, but feel free to ch- chime in if you if you want to, Bow um so we asked three questions same every 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 person has ever come on the show has 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 answered this michael probably already knows the questions because he actually showed up and listened to the show so he probably already knows the questions but uh bj why don't you start off
1: all right this is for all of you guys um who what is your all-time favorite character and it could be from any genre
4: I missed the opportunity. I shouldn't have told you that because I was going to do a bit where I just gave Bows answers from his interview. <laughs> oh, I was that would have oh. been awesome. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been Michael really good. Polione, you know, and God, if for his birthday, I just get him a get out of jail free card. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite character is uh, Spider Man from the uh, J. Michael Straczynski run.
5: Oh, okay. So uh, down to the vintage, Michael. Look at look uh, I just like narrowed that down. Right. What what
1: kind of birthday mm-hmm. gift would you give that person? Five thousand dollars. He just needs. He always needs money. <laughs> just needs five. Money. <laughs> five. Just five grand. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no interest. Right, same
1: questions uh, for the rest of you guys.
6: Hmm, that's a good one
5: mine is the uh, the bartender from the paper tigers. <laughs> oh fuck that guy. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> When's that
4: guy getting a movie?
1: Right? Oh, get, I get wish, yeah. Movie? That would be that would be amazing. Um Yuji, what no, do you think? What's so your, <laughs> your, who's your who's your who's your favorite all-time character Yuji, from any any genre?
2: Wow. Um I think, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Gene Hackman. I'm sorry. I'm not going to a- go in Asian. I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> with an actor uh, that is not Asian. Gene Hackman in Scarecrow.
1: Oh, in Scarecrow. Okay. Cool. Well, um, if Gene Hackman was your spouse, or the character in Scarecrow, sorry, is your spouse... What would you complain most about them?
2: Um, God, I think because uh, – maybe because uh, he was kind of an asshole. Yeah, probably a little bit <laughs> of holiness. I was going to say, yeah, he was a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a prick. Very prickly. <laughs>
0: Alan what do you you got yeah Um,
6: so in Shaolin Soccer there was that guy who's always smoking um (laughs) I forgot but like whenever I see his face he he just makes me chuckle and like just like um he always plays like amazing characters but that actor in general but I think in Shaolin Soccer um him that's one of your favorite characters um well,
1: let's see. Uh, that would be difficult. DJ, it sounds like
4: there was some judgment in that. That no, 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 uh, not
3: at all. I'm trying to. Their, I'm trying to think of a question. Like, oh, a question. Mm. All right, I got I got oh, it. I got, got, got it. Oh. it. So
0: him, him. Well, how would <laughs> how would how would he how would
3: how
0: would who would win in a fight? That guy, the smoking guy, or the character from Gene Hackman uh, that Yuji is talking about? Who would win in a fight? Oh, oh Gene oh, Hackman man. from
1: Scarecrow or the. Or, yeah. uh, oh, the guy, from, the smoky guy. Okay. Um,
6: God. This Gene Hack- Hackman back then was probably
1: pretty scrappy. Yeah. yeah
6: I, I, I would say the guy from Michelle in soccer, you know, he doesn't have the lung capacity um, <laughs> to kind of hang. I, I think he'd, he'd, he'd have, like, 30
0: seconds to really take down Gene Hackman. So kind of uh, like... Kind of like Danny in the first round when he just loses. Exactly. After 30 seconds. He just runs out of gas. He better concentrate and slow things
6: down or else he's fucking right. out. Yeah. So, oh forever. man, I
1: laughed so hard when he did that. I laughed so hard when he just ran around in circles.
6: <laughs> Cause that's totally
1: something I would do. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta keep going.
0: I gotta run out the time. All right. Here we go. Next question. Right. Uh, what are you guys watching right now as far as TV shows? Is there something you're binging? Um, you know, is there something that you must watch? You know, that comes on every week, like The Mandalorian just started, or The Last of Us. Anything that you have to watch week to week, or you're streaming,
4: catching up on The Expanse.
0: Oh, well, that's a good the one. Amazon that's show. a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Right
4: now that it ended, I can finally watch it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're a binger, right? Big binger, uh, right?
4: I don't want to get I don't have the time to get involved in something that's going to go on for like twelve seasons and get shittier as it goes on.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: how, um, how, long did you, how long did it take for for you to bounce on on Lost? Then maybe half of the first season.
1: Oh wow! Really. He's like, I'm
0: out. I'm out of here.
4: <laughs> I, I, eventually it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I eventually finished it. Yeah, I eventually finished it. Was like. Right, right, I love right. shitty TV. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like some like,
3: <laughs> not, like some, uh, what
4: do you call it, a, a connoisseur or anything. I, I love. Uh, I'm also watching The Rookie <laughs> or watching like that's not uh, okay.
0: Nathan Fillion's awesome. Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, so uh, if uh, if Amos uh, right if uh, if Amos were to choose any form of transportation between Kit, Airwolf, or Street Hawk, which would it be?
1: Do they do they know those? Do they know those vehicles? It's, not, it's Airwolf.
0: A, Airwolf, definitely Airwolf. Airwolf.
4: That helicopter was so cool.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. It's the helicopter and the, the music, uh, just some, something about that music. Oh, why do we have
1: Street Hawk on here? Because that's the stupidest vehicle. I
0: love Street Hawk. <laughs> hey, was I it don't Rex, know how many other motorcycles.
5: who also yeah, played it. one of the early Daredevil. Adaptation. Yes,
0: Do you remember oh, that?
5: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he wore that's the, right. he wore the black, he wore the black wore the, outfit. Yeah. That was like, that was like Frank Miller black. He was already rocking
5: that before it was a thing. Yep. <laughs> that they crossover before. with that Incredible Hulk. Yeah, was that was great. Awesome. Yep. I mean, so I heard, so, that's what my parents
0: told me about these uh, fun shows. <laughs> 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 you nerd.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I just, I love, I love Street Hawk and I, and I, I love the, uh, I love the theme song. So. All right, what do, Street what Hawk do you was a motorcycle I mean,
2: guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Street Hawk was a motorcycle guy. But it I remember ridiculous. the first. The motorcycle could go three hundred something miles per hour without <laughs> <Yeah>. taking corners <laughs> at ninety degree angles.
5: It was amazing. Straight shots, all straight
0: shots. It was just... yeah. Yeah. all straight the shots. Criminal
5: was like right down the right down the lane there. You yeah.
0: <laughs> all you had to do was just make a right, and Street Hawk would have just blew right past you. <laughs> Um, all right, Alan, Alan. Alan, what do you got for for what are you oh that's right now.
6: Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I'm actually currently playing or finishing up uh, God of War on PS5, but yes. the last show I was binging on was um, uh, Physical 100. Um, and oh, okay. Okay. on Netflix, on Netflix. And the most the most hilarious thing about Physical 100 is not about the show itself. It's actually about the people watching it. Because, you know, you're, I'm stuffing my face, <laughs> eating dinner, and I'm with my wife, and I'm totally judging, like, you know. You're judging them? So, so I'm, I'm just like telling my wife, I'm like, no man, that dude's not gonna fucking last, cause he's, he's now using his knees, all this stuff, and like, you know, they're like, all jacked. but you know, I'm an asshole. And she, she turns like, to you, she's like, shut up, yeah, badass, yeah, yeah. like, what are yeah. you
0: yeah. thinking? Yeah. Alright, so, um, so here's my, my awesome. follow up to that. So this is this one actually works out because I think there actually is a right answer for this one. Usually it's just it's all opinion based. But I think there's actually a right answer for this. But I'll ask it first. If one of those contestants on Physical 100 was dating anybody on Friends, who would it be?
6: Oh, oh damn. You know, I I also binged on um, Friends kind of recently. And damn, Rachel and Monica wow <laughs> there was <there's> a prime <laughs> season where i was just like oh my I, I totally remember that um i i would say monica because monica is you know the chef she's going to be feeding these um
0: uh athletes good one um but i, I yeah. went with monica because she actually dated you know john favreau who was that's true all right he was in the Octagon. all right Yuji, what about you what are you what are you watching what are you binging uh right now
2: um, I'm on the final of, uh, Rurouni Kenshin, the movie, the Japanese, uh, series, the trilogy of the Samurai. You ever see that?
0: No, Kenshin. I have not.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. It's a crazy it's wild. Series. Yeah.
0: What mm-hmm. is it, it on a streaming the streaming service?
2: It's on Netflix.
1: I think I know what he's talking about. I think it's, what's on my
0: list? What's the main character's name in that in that movie? Kenshin. Kenshin. Okay. What kind of what kind of eggs do you think they would eat?
2: Hard boiled. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good
0: that's answer. Good.
1: Awesome. All right. All right well, we got one more. This is the one last more this is the last question, and then you guys uh, that will let you go <laughs> or hold them hostage. <laughs> um. All right. Last question is, and I know this probably changes all the time because it changes for me, but Top three movies all time. Top three movies of all time. Anybody it's, can go first. Yeah,
4: The Crow, When Harry Met Sally, and Hard
6: Boiled. Hard Boiled. Uh, Jaws, White Chicks. <laughs> Don't judge.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Legally Blonde or something. <laughs>
6: um, and Legally Blonde.
1: No, <laughs> no, no um, God.
6: That third one. Um, White Chicks is actually pretty damn funny when you, like,
1: You I know, when I first I,
6: watched that. That was so really funny. Really quick story about that. Like, I refused to watch it because when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is so dumb, blah, blah, blah. 10, 15 years later, I'm watching it with my wife and I'm like convulsing on the ground. Like, it's hysterical, just, like, right? It's the level of commitment. Yeah. It's, the jokes are so stupid, but they commit <laughs> so hard. It's funny. Um, oh, third That's is nice. Anchor Man. I, I love Anchor oh, oh,
0: for sure. Nice. For sure. Nice. Uh, okay, that's a, that's a good one. Val, wow, did yours change you? at all? Oh, just the top three on
5: whatever Sight and Sound says today.
0: Yuji, <laughs> <going. laughs> <laughs> what about you? Your all-time uh, three favorite movies.
2: Oh, man. Uh, let me think about this for a second. I'd say first is probably The Godfather. Mm. Um, Next, I think I got to throw in some Stephen Chow. I like Kung Fu Hustle. And then the final one uh, would be the Paper Tigers.
1: Nice. If you said Karate Kid 3, I was going to be pissed. (laughs) 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 It's like not even what (laughs) he's (laughs) in. Uh,
0: alright, so, awesome. so be, before, thank you again for, for thank spending so much time with us. Um, we just want to, I sent you guys something in your emails right now. So hopefully you guys can take a look at it. Bow, you already got one, but I'm going to send something I want to show everybody, uh, after they go check their email really quickly. <laughs> about so, right. um, so what we do is, uh, as you've noticed, Michael, our, 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 our stick figure. So we like every department. guest that we, Our art department, which is me, uh, which is why they're, why they look like stick figures, but you guys have individual ones. I'm going to send this one too, but this is what I, this is, this is a first for us, um, to have this many people on the show. And again, thank you so much for coming back or coming on to our comeback, uh, episode, but this is, this is the, uh, the one that I'll send out for the entire team. Um, (laughs) so I'm hoping some of this makes sense. Bao already, you know, I already gave about his I, I knew he was inspired by Jackie Chan and stuff. So that's why, you know, he's in the Jackie Chan police story outfit with the knee brace um, for Ron's character. He's got Jim's shoes and he's always wearing that blue hat or he was always wearing that blue hat. <laughs> so I'm hoping the rest of yours makes sense. So, uh, you know, Alan, uh, let's see who's on the first. OK, Yuji, you're on the top. So does yours make sense to you? Do you understand what you're what you're seeing? Uh, there? It looks like
2: I'm a waiter. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, Alan. <laughs> well, you're a waiter from the movie, so that's that. From yeah, the movie, so of course. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, does 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 yours make sense? The glasses, the beard. I don't know about the hair. That that
6: that's that's not working. Well. But... Y- y-
0: for, for your show, you, you know, for your, for your thing, you, 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 you've cut some, uh, you've cut some, wait a minute. Which one? Oh, Michael, <laughs> does just yours like, make I sense?
1: Remember, I don't remember which one is which.
0: <laughs> I don't remember who anybody is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. There's a full outfit. Nice. So I couldn't That's find gold guns that, that you, that you had in your, in your Twitter account, uh, profile pick. So I had to give you, uh, caster choice gold guns from face off.
3: So <laughs> is that little... where you
0: got that from? <laughs> That's where the gold nice. guns are. You actually awesome. have caster choice gold guns <laughs> in your hands. Cause I couldn't oh, find the cheater. toy gun that you had. Yeah. But it is caster choice. So who doesn't love face off? Yeah. That's true. That's true. Classic. So uh, classic. thank you guys again for, uh, thank you so much. For... I'm, I'm going to send this out to everybody.
5: Thank you. Thanks,
0: thank you. Guys. All right. We're going to put well, that, that on was, our wall. Uh,
1: <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. That was episode 370 of Chew On This, a Nerd United podcast. On BJ. Right. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. All right, later on.